most wonderful show is Keeping Up With The Joneses. AJ Jones. Yes, sir. Welcome to episode 273 Oof. of Keeping Up With The Joneses. 273. You're looking resplendent. Thanks. I might I be pushing it. I might be pushing it with resplendent. You're looking good. <gasps> well, resplendent, you are. Let's just, yeah, well, let's go. <laughs> Let's call it resplendent. You can't take back resplendent once you've said it. You're looking glorious. Thank you. You're looking bountiful. Thank you. Do you want to tell everybody what your brainstorm idea was about five minutes ago? We were cuddling. Well, <laughs> we were cuddling the guinea pigs. Oh, you know, we've got two guinea pigs. One of them is really uh, tame, sociable. That's Zelda. Link is not so much like. So, for example, if I put my She's hand just into more the pen, timid and afraid. Yeah, yeah, but if I put my hand into the pen, Zelda will come out and see who I am and what I'm doing. Right. And if I pick her up, she won't fight me. Yeah. Whereas Link will run around the pen, does not want to be picked up. Yeah. And then she she, she squeaks like when you right. pick her up sometimes. She's so afraid. in an effort to... What? Traumatize her? Acclimate her to me and teach her that I'm a safe, warm, welcoming presence. You waited for her to run no, into her hidey hole on. and then picked her up out of it. Yeah. She's dumb. So she feels safe. Yeah. She runs <laughs> in the same place. I pick her up. I put her on my lap. I'm stroking her... And I know that they love to burrow. So I open up my shirt and let her burrow in here. But yeah. what I don't it, plan on how do you, is that it's she's... It's a dress shirt. I was just trying, like, for people that are listening, because oh. you're showing your shirt. Yeah, I'm so I'm wearing a shirt with a t-shirt underneath it, like a button-up collar yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I open up my shirt, and she just runs straight in, which is fine. That's what I expected her to do. But what I expected her to do was just kind of do a U-turn and then stick her head out the front. But no, no. What she tried to do was kind of run up and over my shoulder and then down my sleeve. <laughs> and, and dang, those nails are sharp. And Alan couldn't get her out. So she's like well, Alan halfway had to down e- her sleeve, halfway down his sleeve. And no, I had to. I'm using my right hand to grab my left shoulder to stop her going any further. And then using my left hand, it's like a game of Twister, to kind of soothe her because I can feel her heart rate freaking out. And then I'm worried she's going to go up and over my shoulder and down the back of the sofa. So I'm wedging my, I'm wedging my back against the sofa. While anyway, it, it was, it didn't so turn out great. Sure, my idea turned out pretty bad. So I had to go and put down Zelda, and come and you haven't even mentioned the worst part, Link, from you. The worst part is it's the second time I've tried to do it that. It is the second time. <laughs> it's not getting better, but I will tame her. She will love me. I would prefer if you'd stop trying Shh. to... Hush like now. Hush, <laughs> hush now, child. Why don't you try not traumatizing her when you pick her up? We need to do a weekly catch-up. We don't okay. have time for this. Oh, okay. Nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Truth be told, it's been a pretty taxing week. It was a very intense week. Yes. Yes. Let's start with the, uh, you know, last week episode or not last week because we skipped a week yeah but the last, the last episode. episode that was available yeah we talked about hey we put our name in for an adoption yes to cut to the chase we didn't get that baby no and lots of people are really really sweet coming up at church this morning going hey i'm really sorry i didn't get the baby like we're actually okay we're i'm, I'm perfectly fine. totally okay yeah and i think people are confused about the the roller coaster element of it it's not so much an emotional roller coaster it's kind of a as people like to plan and know what we're doing it's more of that kind of roller coaster well i would say it's also an emotional roller coaster but i don't think either of us felt as emotionally excited uh, you know we did, so we were so we were grateful we were to have clarity of, yeah we were just like okay god so actually when they came back with you know they've 
the moms picked a different family, we're like, great. Great. Yeah, you know. having clarity. Yeah. It's the waiting that grates on me. Oh, yeah. The there waiting six is six days brutal. of not knowing anything. Because yeah. on the other end of a yes is the baby will be born in two weeks. Yeah, that was the part that was like, uh, honestly, I was like, oh, not having to pull everything together in two weeks. Because really, we, we're not ready. We don't have any baby I'm, I'm not ready things. for tomorrow yeah. as an adult, let yeah. alone So the idea of pulling it together in two weeks was like, ah! And, and but also wanting to be open to right, it. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, when she didn't pick us, I, I kind of felt like, oh, okay, yeah. good. So that kind of overshadowed yeah. the week. I mean, we found out on Friday that we weren't getting the baby. So yeah. you're going through the week going, will we? Will we not? Constantly checking our email. Yeah. Our sweet kids are going, have we heard yet? Have we heard yet? Yeah, we have. We just didn't decide to tell you just because we're like that. No, we haven't heard. Then our sweet little boy, MJ, he got sick Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. He did. With a yeah. fever. Negative for COVID twice. Yeah. To be honest, the third day he didn't have a fever, but our school rules, which I am happy to abide by, is you make sure your child is fever free for twenty four hours. So yeah. that last day, there's literally nothing wrong with him. But to comply with the school yes. rules, we ain't sending him back. Yeah. But on the Tuesday when he was sick, we had a little bit of a shaper faux pas where we made a plan and forgot that the plan sucked. So you went off to work. I realized I have to pick up Tia for her orthodontist appointment. But I also have meetings uh, that end the time I'm supposed to pick her up. And OSPS, MJ is at home. Oh, and so I need to feed all those three people, including myself. And oh, and we need to Abby get the has to get to work. So and, it yeah. was a, uh, yeah. And then I would say that most of our weeks are pretty meeting heavy. But this week, for whatever reason, was exceptionally meeting heavy. Yes. All that to say, we got to the end of this week and we were taxed. Yes. We were depleted yeah i was just totally spent spent is a great way of explaining it yes yeah like mj came home on friday and because we were all exhausted we were going to go out friday night weren't we, we were going to go out for we burgers were gonna, yeah we were going to go out for dinner just so i didn't have to cook. and when i told my nine-year-old that we were going to go out for dinner he said to me he said daddy I've spent all my people energy at school. I have no people energy left to go out. And he was in tears and we're like, we (laughs) understand. Buddy, I understand that. We can fix something at home and we'll just have a lazy night tonight and we won't do anything. But like, I felt so bonded to my nine-year-olds and I've spent all my people energy. Like, I get that. Yeah. So big week, taxing week. Yes. A spent week. Yes. Which actually the gift in that is it's lent itself to this week's topic. Oh, What's this week's topic? This week's topic is all about loving your limitations. Oh. Just, yeah. I would say that from doing all of the feelings work, the feeling I was least ready to acquaint myself with was shame. Yeah. And part of that, because our background, our culture, our teaching, our viewpoint is shame is bad. <laughs> Back right. shame, back but shame. But that's really toxic shame. D- yes. Didn't, yes. And what I call or what we call shame, is what Chip would call toxic shame. Right. But healthy shame, like if you sit with your shame, gives you the gift, uh, if you sit with your healthy shame, gives you this gift of realizing you have limitations. Yeah. That as wonderful as you are, and you are wonderful, you have glorious limitations. Yep. I have glorious limitations. Yep. And making peace with those limitations, I have come to learn can radically improve the quality of your life. Yeah. So what I want to do today is, because I know you're tired. Yes, I'm I thought exhausted. About 
What 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 cheeky thing? No, I was just thinking. Were you about I, to say? I was gonna, I was gonna share with our audience my interrogation technique. AJ was passed out on the the sofa. I mean, she fell asleep sitting up. Literally sitting yeah. up. So I climbed on top of her, all of my weight on top of her, and I interrogated her. I said, "What are we gonna do the podcast on?" And then she didn't give me an answer. So I thought it wouldn't be wise to choke out my wife. And so I disappeared in my office for I don't know half an hour. I wrote down some notes. Okay. I want to share five ways to love your limitations five steps to loving your limitations okay i'm excited and i thought i would share them and then you could kind of like bounce around with you yeah or just you know okay. ask questions or give examples okay. or throw things out you don't I, know I, these five things i know all right so um, this is a mysterious podcast episode for me okay let's do this yeah i i just thought it'd be good to like talk about like how do you treat yourself with kindness when you end up with a week like the week we just had, well, like when life leaves you empty, how can you still be kind to yourself? Yeah. Rather than shame yourself for being exhausted. Yes. And beat yourself up. Good. Before we jump into that, though. Oh, yeah. It is worth noting that if life is constantly leaving you depleted and spent, it's probably not a good idea to come up with strategies about how to survive that. It's probably a better idea to take a good long hard look at your life and maybe make some big architectural changes yes so i would say that like we have a busy life but we have a rich life and it doesn't generally speaking leave us depleted like it did this week right i would say this is like a particularly uh, strenuous week yes and we have many of those these are the things you might do yeah so but i think what i'm trying to say is if if you're feeling exhausted it's worth looking at, is the reason I'm feeling exhausted just the season I'm in? Which is okay, right? Yeah. Seasons change. Yeah. We're coming into spring in Franklin. Beautiful weather last couple of days. Well, except for the pollen. Except for the pollen count. Yeah. Or is the reason you're exhausted uh, just because your life is chaotic? Yeah. I, I want to read and, this. And maybe you need some structural changes. Yes. Yeah. I saw this posted on social media. I don't know who it was. I screenshot it, but it wasn't tagged with anybody's name. Okay. It says this, true self-care is not soft baths and chocolate cake. It is making the choice to build a life you don't need to regularly escape from. <gasps> I was like, so that good. is great. So that's wisdom. So we're not trying this to... this person's not against baths and chocolate cake, I, I hope. hope not. Yeah, because that would be... Those are two great things. Sad, yeah. So a little bit of wisdom here. This, this episode is not all about how do you stay in chaos... And survive it. And survive it. Yeah. It's about, like, what do you do when you just have one of those weeks or one of those days yeah. or one of those seasons where life deals you a bunch of lemons and the lemonade you made still sucks? Like, okay. okay. <laughs> like, well, how do you, like, be kind to yourself in that? Well, how do you be kind to yourself in that? Well, I'm so glad you asked, Mrs. Jones. You're welcome. I've got five things. Are you okay. ready for number one? Number one. Number one is you got to embrace the idea that your limitations are healthy. Okay. Yeah, you got to embrace your limitations. Like, you're not God. Like, if you, can, if you can convince yourself that you're not God and that you're okay to have limitations, that you're okay to be affected by life, you're okay to have good days, bad days, you're okay to ha- be a donkey on the edge, yeah. right? Yeah. From the movie Shrek, you can give yourself grace. And if you will give yourself grace, you can actually show grace to other people's limitations. Yeah. Which actually will make your life go better, too. Yeah. And if you can find people who are kind to your limitations too, then really you've hit the jackpot. Like if your friendship group is good at receiving grace and showing grace, you'll be a very wealthy person. I was in church this morning and I was thinking about that verse that Jesus talks about, like 
you who are, you know, be careful when you see the speck in someone else's eyes that, you know, you've got to remove the log from your own eye before you try and help others. Yeah. And I, I thought, but I was just pondering it and I thought, I wonder if we're so attuned at log spotting is because we're good at identifying the thing we hate about ourselves and other people's lives. Well, probably. Right? So we're like, ah! They, they, you know, in group, they'd always have that that phrase, if you spot it, you got it. Yeah. Like, whatever you're attuned to is usually the thing you're you're most sensitive to. Anyway, my, my number one encouragement is get used to your limitations, that you are limited, and, like, maybe find your limitations and treat them with kindness rather than shaming them. I just realized I think I've had a breakthrough in this area. Go on, tell me. Well, I would say my most consistent ungodly belief in the last 20 years has been I'm failing. So whenever anything would happen, my thought would be I'm, I'm failing because I'm a bad mom or I'm, I'm failing because, you know, whatever I suck at my job or I'm failing because I'm a bad wife or I'm failing, I'm failing, you know, but there was like this overriding failure message. Yes. And I don't know when it stopped, but I feel like it's been sometime during COVID. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, I still have my moments where I'm like, oh, I could have done that better, you know. But it doesn't, it's not going to that. And that's because I'm a failure. Right. Like it's not going there anymore. So that's interesting. That is very interesting. And we'll revisit that thought in point number three. Oh, all right then. But before we get ahead of ourselves, point number two. Yes. It's so important that in order to be comfortable with your limitations, you have to know your limitations. And so point number two is get to know yourself. And I've got three questions for you, dear listener. Number one is what are the things that cost you the most? Oh, wow. And just try and find any way you can to not have to do those things. What? Just The things that cost you the most. Right. Like, don't do those things. Or have have limited amounts of those things if you can't completely avoid them. Right. So, for example, in my life, I outsource our landscaping. Because as much as I would like to be good at outside work, landscaping, manual labor, anything that requires some sort of dexterity with a power tool, it's literally not my skill set. And I feel stressed. I I feel attacked in the area of my manhood because it reminds me that I can't do it. Now, that's crazy. Like, I remember you being kind. I remember you and Bill, my friend Bill, giving me the same encouragement on the same day. Like, I think I was shaming myself because I couldn't do something. And you're like, babe, you're a brilliant Bible teacher. The plumber is a brilliant plumber. Like, stay in your lane. Right. And, you know, that that was kind to me. But I can identify things that I might want to do, but there, it's just, it costs me so much. And so I try not to do those things. What are the things that cost you so much, AJ Jones? You might have to help me because I'm, you know, I, I'm never good at answering stuff like right off the top of my head. Afterwards, I'm like, oh, I should have said this because that would have been. Um, what are the things? Probably really large meetings where everybody's talking. I've got one. Okay. Shooting videos when you're on your own and you have to read off an autocue. Oh, I'm horrible. No, I'm it's so not bad. Like it's not that you're horrible. It is. No, it's, 
It's not that you're horrible. It's that you have a meltdown. I do. It's awful. When Ben and Sarah were here last yeah. week, I've got I've got a blooper reel of AJ that can never be released, or she will be stripped of her ordination. That's but, not true. It's just, not that bad. You, but, oh my okay, gosh. I'll release it then. No, but you can see the panic. I get very panic. frustrated and yes. panicked and whatever because I'm like. But you like you lose yourself in, in the minute of it. Like you, yeah. you can see that's the point where an AJ is hating being alive <laughs> doing this thing. It's not my favorite thing to do. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But oh, you were also saying <laughs> large meetings with large groups of people. Well, I I because I'm super sensitive to sound, mm-hmm. and I often feel all the emotions in the room. My nightmare is being like trapped in a room with people where it's just really loud. Everybody's talking. I can feel everything, but not hear any one singular conversation. Like it's just to me, it, it, all my senses are going off. And fair play. You've done a good job of limiting your exposure to those things. Yes. So I'm not saying like refuse to ever do those things again, but like because those are the things that cost you. Yeah. Like me. I know that one of the number one fears of people is speaking in public. It is not stressful for me to speak in public. Yeah, me neither. But to maybe go go and sit in a wedding reception, that would cost me a lot more than doing the wedding. Yes. Right. Yeah. I know myself. Yeah. You you know yourself, right? Um, So the first question is, what are the things that cost you the most? And try and limit doing those things. What are the things that you can do, but you can also outsource? So don't do those things when life is closing in. I'll give you an example for you. Wait, so these are all under number two. These, these are, are all the number three two. questions. In an effort to know yourself, there's In three questions. In an effort questions. to know yourself, yep. Number so. one is, what, um, what are the things that cost you the most? Yeah. Number two is, what are the things that you can do, but you can also outsource? Okay. So you were going to help me with identifying one of those. It's Friday me. night. Yeah. Well, one of the things I know you can do, you do really well. And one of the things that actually at times brings you joy is to cook a meal. Yes. But there's also times when you're like, I would it's rather my day poke off my and eyes I out. I don't chill. want to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can outsource that. So take out, you know, go out for a meal, which was our plan until right. our nine-year-old was just like, I can't do that. Yes. But think about the things you can do that you can actually outsource. Because when you outsource things, you actually buy back time. Yeah. Which is kind That's to yourself. Good. Yeah. And then the last question I was going to ask is, what are the things that you love? Because those are the things you actually have to create time to do. What are the things that I love? Well, this is for everybody, isn't it? You're not just asking me what well, I love. People will benefit. What do I love? I love, right now, I love doing my nails. I was going to say, like you have spent all weekend recovering doing your nails. Yeah. Yeah. And at yeah. various stages, you look like Freddy Krueger. What? Well, when I come in and you're, you've got the, the file wraps oh. around your fingers, oh. I'm like, what <laughs> are you doing? Is Edward Scissorhands or Freddy Krueger? Yeah. Do you know what happened this morning, though? I scratched my leg. I don't have dip on my fingernails right now. I just went back to like normal sharp nails. I don't know what dip is. You're speaking like I would well, know. Any of the ladies will know. It's like dip acrylic. It's It makes your nails thicker, but it also makes them not as sharp. Like they're not as scratchy. Um, yeah. Well, that's just my nails. They're My yeah. nails are really hard. And uh, anyway, so I didn't think about the fact that I don't have dip on right now. And I usually, I'm careful if I'm not wearing something like that to not get too close to my face when I'm signing because I've scratched myself. And then this morning I scratched myself getting dressed and it started bleeding everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's back, bad. <laughs> back to the things we love, not the things we maim. 
But in various so seasons, yeah, 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 I have watched you retreat and do your nails yeah. at most of this weekend. Yeah. And it looks like it's brought you tremendous peace. Yeah. I'm playing a video game at the moment, which I'm almost at 100%, and I have like a completer finisher in that. We discovered a great TV show that we've just kind of like immersed ourselves into. Oh, yes, we have. Cooking can be something that we both enjoy and love and immerse yes. ourselves in or yes. going for a nice meal. My point is, by finding like out what outside. costs you and finding out what rewards you, you can kind of change how much attention you, you pay in those areas to either deplete from you or reward you. Yeah, sounds good. All right, number three. Number three. With what you were talking about earlier. About the failure thing. Is Number three is pay attention to who your judges are. To who my judges are. Yeah. We all have an internal courtroom where there's a series of judges standing around us, condemning us, mm-hmm. rarely, if ever, praising us, but usually condemning us. So when you're aware in life that you should do something, because you're not and you suck and you're failing, right? try and identify who those voices are. Oh, that's interesting. I always figured it was just me. Me condemning me. Mm. Well, you learned that somewhere. And you probably learned it really early in life. And it probably became really familiar. And that's why yes, it sounds like your voice. probably. But also, I think I judged others and became the judge of myself. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. why can't, I mean, why can't you just do that? You yeah, know, suck it up. Why can't you just press through. Done? What's wrong with you? What's going on? Yeah. When you feel the pressure that you should be doing things, that's a key that you've abdicated your own responsibility and now you're living under the rulership of somebody else. And and they're allowed to now shit on you. Yes. Yeah. In your head. Yep. Yeah. And and you're you're now being driven rather than simply living. Mm. Like you're being driven to performance yeah. rather than just enjoying the life that you're living. Yeah. The sooner you can work out who those judges are, you can actually evaluate the source of your stress. Okay. Like do I want to keep listening to that voice? And P.S. Some of the voices in your head are from people who are no longer alive, but you're hearing them from beyond the grave. I don't mean you're actually literally hearing them from beyond the grave. I'm saying (laughs) you're so familiar with it that even though they've gone, the pressure to live like they wanted to is still there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we got dark. I was thinking about this as well. Remember how Jesus said, my uh, yoke is easy, my burden is light? Yes. If you find that you're in a season where the yoke is not easy and the burden is not light, it's probably not Jesus who's put that burden on you. Right. And it's worth investigating who am I living up to and who am I living up to it for? Yeah. I. So, I mean, I, I would have to actually look at the verse where it sits inside of the context and all that kind of stuff. I guess I always think of when I think of that verse, I, I do think of what you're saying, but I also think, but there is a yoke and there is a burden. Like there, yes. there is still things oh, to be sure. done. There is still things to carry. It's just if they're now overwhelming. Right. Yeah. I would say that rule of thumb, I don't know why I did that. Rule of thumb. <laughs> Here's my thumb. Look well, at the rule. So pretty. As a general rule wet. of thumb, <laughs> yeah. we enjoy our life, enjoy our jobs. Oh, yeah. And people often come to us historically and say, I don't know how you do what you do, or I don't know how you move at the pace that you Uh-oh. do. And we are curious as to what they're talking about. <coughs> Devils, come out. <coughs> out in the name of Jesus. What manner of man is this that even her sneezes obey him? <laughs> I always sneeze in twos and threes. <laughs> Everything decently in an order. It's it's um 
blossom season now. Mm-hmm. And I Do you know what I discovered? Mm-hmm. I, I must have looked really weird. But I was on my way, I was driving up to a meeting in Brentwood. And I was driving our minivan. And so I had all the windows open and the sunroof open. Beautiful spring day. And in the 20-minute drive it took me, I got to my meeting. My eyes were itchy. My throat was scratchy. All my allergies in you know full array. Yeah. I didn't have any Claritin. I didn't have anything I could take. But I did have an N95 mask with me. And I thought, well, is, doesn't this like block particulates and filter out stuff? So by the time I got inside and got into an air-conditioned building, they all subsided. And on my 20-minute journey back, I wore a mask in the car, even though I was on my own with all the windows open, zero allergies. <gasps> So my strategy for beating allergies this year is to wear a face mask. <laughs> I'm going to go get one right now. Me even Thursday night we went out for dinner, me and you went out on a date, and yep. we sat outside on a patio, yep. and I just sneeze and sneeze and sneeze until I put on my mask, and then it just stopped. Again, I looked ridiculous. You did. Dining with my wife in an N95 mask in an outdoor restaurant. But. You did. Well, you were you were talking about Jesus and yokes, and I think your yoke and your burden is the responsibility of life. Yeah. And my point was... You never want any more. You never want to have more responsibility than you absolutely have to have. And there's a grace that comes with the responsibility. Yeah. And if the grace runs out, you need to check the responsibility and who put it there. Sounds good. All right, number four. Yes. And we got this from our friend Dan. Dan. Dan Farrelly, the man, the myth, the legend at Bethel Church. When he came here, one of the first times he came here, he had this great phrase. He said, "Your head will lie to you, but your body will not." Yep. If you consistently ignore your limitations, yep. your body will let you know about it. Yep. Sickness, sleeplessness, yep. irritability. It's like your body's way of saying, hey, you know, I need you to pay attention to your limitations here. I need you to be kind to yourself. Yeah. I was thinking, that makes me think of, you know, I was saying uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to go see Danny. Explain and who Danny is. Danny is my, she's my doctor. She's yep. a hormone specialist and stuff. I went to do my yearly, you know, she checks all the vitamin levels, all the different things. And, um, you know, for the most part, everything's great. But then, you know, my vitamin D, my iron, whatever are are uh, de- very depleted. And she just said, hmm, it seems like you're probably pretty stressed. And I was like, oh. You're such a pretty little And that's mess. what it made me think of, that whole thing of like, mm-hmm. hey, guess what? Your mind may lie to you, but your body won't. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh, all right. Okay, I'll support this better. The, what I'm going to say next is, is not rocket science at all. It's good because so few of our listeners are rocket scientists, so it should be fine. I mean, everybody's heard this. This is just common sense. Mm-hmm. I am amazed still, even though it's common sense, I'm still astonished how much better my life goes for me when I do the three things that your mother told you to do. Sleep well, eat well, move well. Exercise, sleep, healthy diet. Like when I get those three things going, like my life is better. I don't think my mother told me to do any of those things, just so you know. <laughs> I remember my mother would not let me have Kiora growing up. I don't even know what that is. So it's probably wisdom. Sounds like some sort of weird thing. Kiora is to orange juice as Ribena is to blackberry juice. Ugh, gross. It was a diluting. Well we'd done, ca- mom. We'd call it squash. I wasn't allowed. So to- I know what squash is. This stuff's revolting. Yes, yeah, squash that you dilute with water. Oh. I wasn't allowed potato chips until I was like twelve, because my mom said it was bad for me. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't eat sugar on a regular basis in our house, which you did, but we didn't. Hey, hey. I'm just saying. I think I know who one of my judges <laughs> is. <laughs> I actually had a memory the other the other week about you know we would have Jello 
packs, mm-hmm. you know, to make Jello. And because we had like no sugar in our house growing up, I would sneak into the Jello packs and I would <laughs> cut a little corner off, and I'd be like, "And you'd eat concentrated Jello?" Yeah, I would just dip my fingers a couple times <laughs> to taste some sort of sweet thing, and then I'd like seal it back. <laughs> to you know, you didn't really seal it back up, but I remember getting caught with my with myself in the Jello drawer. Back to the three things, sleeping well, eating well, moving well. Sleeping well, eating well, moving well. The biggest lie I think I tell myself is that I can get away with just doing two out of the three. Yeah. And I can do it for a couple of weeks, seemingly with no ill effect. But I was amazed. Was it Monday? Monday. I knew it was going to be a a hectic week. Not just a busy week, a taxing week. Yeah. So I got up early. I got changed in my workout gear. I came down to the other end of the basement where we filmed this, where we've got like a makeshift gym. And I did 30 minutes of a workout. Now, when I say workout, I mean... <laughs> look at your face. When I say workout, mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. doing one of the Apple Fitness workouts. And there's a bunch of them. But often I'm, on Monday, I'm really lazy and don't want to put shoes on. So I can't use a treadmill without shoes. So I either opt for doing Pilates mm-hmm. or dance. And I have a nemesis. Because he doesn't want to put on shoes. But I have a nemesis in Apple Fitness Plus. His name is Ben. Coordination. Oh, Ben. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Coordination is the boss level I'm trying to be. But Ben is one of the dance instructors. And I've talked about this before, notably at the Christmas episode. But I'm still doing the same routine. I'm just determined to get it licked. Mm -hmm. So for 30 minutes, it's not particularly strange, but I mean, it does get my heart rate up. Don't you think it would be kind for our members if I filmed you doing it? No. Did did I I send you that TikTok? Yeah. I'll post for members. uh, I'll post a video of... The equivalent. The equivalent of me trying to do a dance workout. It's seriously hysterical. Sometimes I just think about grabbing some popcorn, coming, sitting on the stairs and It's watching. so bad. But my point is, even though I'm uncoordinated, ungainly... You're moving. I'm moving. And yeah. I came upstairs on Monday and I remember coming to you going like, babe, it's like magic. Just 30 minutes of physical exercise and mentally I feel so much better. Yeah. And again, I'm preaching to the choir here. Like everybody, arguably, every single person listening to this is way fitter than I am. But it just goes to show, like, even uncoordinated lumps like me can benefit from moving. There you go. Number five. Number five. Our last one. Sabbath always comes at the expense of something else. Yes. And what I mean by that is I think I used to think, well, I'll rest when I'm done. Like, if I can just finish doing all this stuff, Mm. then I can rest because I can't rest with unfinished stuff. Yeah, But think about that. Like, For those of you who are adults with responsibilities listening to this, at what point is parenting done? I don't understand your point. Keep going. Well, what I would think is like, okay, I'm building a chair. When I finish building this chair, I will then rest. Right. The chair is finished. I'll put away my power tools. I will now rest and take it easy. I used to think that in order to be able to rest, I have to finish the job. But so much of the things that I'm responsible for, pastoring, parenting, marriage, etc., right. are never done. Right. There's no end point. Yes. So in order to rest, it means you're saying yes to resting, yes to Sabbath, and no to doing things that are actually good. Right, but those aren't usually the things that rob me of my Sabbath. Like parenting isn't usually the thing. It's like cleaning, you know, or laundry. Like the That's the a great list, example. Though. The list of things at home that you I look around and go, 
I have got to get this done. But also, I've tried cleaning and doing laundry while resting, and that's not actually a thing. Right. That would be a great example. Yeah. When is laundry for a family of five done? Yeah, yeah, it's never Never, done. because they're always running. So, so at some point, you just have to call it and just say, I don't care that I haven't done laundry. I'm going to rest. Well, I've lowered the goals really now to <laughs> clean underwear. Has everybody got underwear? Good. Okay. <laughs> the and bar the for the bar Jones so low. It's pretty low. Yeah, it's like, you know what? I'll buy more socks. It's not a problem. So Amazon true. is my friend. The other day, uh, I don't want to shame one of my children, but it's the eldest one. The eldest one who shall re- remain nameless. AJ, AJ ran out a couple of days ago and just said to our eldest daughter, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you go take the basket from the laundry room, get all the laundry out of the laundry room, and and sort it all out into piles of whose it is and put it in each person's room. I don't and, know if she's told... And to be clear, I said both baskets and what's in the dryer. Yeah. So dryer, I, dryer didn't happen. I, I didn't yeah. hear. I didn't he, I didn't know that. I just yeah. come in the living room and I see my eldest daughter on the floor sorting out clean laundry into bundles. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like like my teenage daughter taking responsibility. and This is just wonderful. So I said, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm helping mom with the laundry. That's great. Yeah. I come back about two hours later, and there's just many mountains of laundry. It's like the French Alps of laundry <laughs> all over our living room. And I'm like, and she's playing on the switch, and I'm like, babe, are you done? She's like, uh-huh. I was like, I'm pretty sure mom's task wouldn't end with, and then just make sure that you've modeled the Swiss Alps with laundry. <laughs> she's like, no. I said, mom didn't tell you to put them in any of the bedrooms? Like, no. And then AJ comes home and was like, why is there laundry everywhere? I'm like, well, our... Daughter no, only heard that, half that's the... That's not what happened. We were driving home from... I met you guys for lunch. And I just suddenly thought... Because I want to make sure that like uh, it's more helpful for me to know it hasn't been done ahead of time. So than you can to, brace yourself yeah. for impact? So I was like, hey, Abby, did you get the laundry sorted out and then brought to everybody's rooms? And at which point... You both started guffawing, both you and Abby. Well, Abby starts like looking, you know, eyes up, <laughs> whistling innocently. And I'm dying because I'm like, this is pretty much the conversation I had earlier that you denied this was the task. And then she was like, oh, I don't think I heard the part where I was supposed to bring it. And I was like, remember I said, go ahead and put my pile just in the middle of our bed. And she's like, oh, right. <laughs> Quick note. If we left the story in, it's because we got consent from our daughter. Yes. Like, I, you know, halfway through the story, I'm like, am I shaming my daughter? Like, I think it's a humorous story. I, she'd probably find it quite funny. But we will ask her for our permission to share this story. So if you hear it, we got consent. I mean, gloriously, our girls are learning to do their own laundry, which is wonderful. So I just have uh, the boys' laundry and yours mm-hmm. and mine. The, the other thing, you've heard us talk about this, so we won't go into it, but your Sabbath is for all three parts of you, your body, soul, and spirit. Yeah. So it is important that you rest. I forget what day was it? Was it was it Tuesday? It was one of the roughest days of the week, and I knew that you'd, you taught all day, yes. verse by verse through uh, Esther. Esther, yeah. I know that you had been running around. You I know, also did the live call. You also did the live the call. Online school. I thought you are going to be exhausted, mm-hmm. and so... Why don't you tell the audience how many man points, husband points I won? Oh, so many. A a gajillion. Yeah. Because I anticipated you're going to be exhausted. I'm going to not only feed the children so that when you get home, food is ready. You cooked dinner, you cleaned the kitchen, and you ran a bath. So when you came home exhausted, expecting that you were going to have to fix dinner, instead 
You found I, me sitting on a throne wearing a crown, <laughs> going, "Milady." I found this wonderful bath ready for me, and uh, and I was getting home later again because of the the live call and everything. So it was just like I was blown out of the water. Point of that was not not just to exalt myself as a husband, but to point out that ministered not only to your body but yes. also to your soul yes. and to your spirit. And I think you stayed in the bath for like an hour and a half. Oh, probably closer to because when hours, I went and picked yeah. up Abby from work and came home, you were I was you still, were still in, in there. Yeah. All right. This, the, the topic that we're talking about explains why there was no podcast last week. Yes. Like, we, we just realized we could push through and record an episode, but we'd be blowing past our limitations. Yeah, and it wouldn't be kind to either of wouldn't us. wouldn't be kind to of us. It probably wouldn't end up with a good episode. No. And uh, we've set ourselves up for success. So apologies there was no podcast last week, but we were practicing what we're preaching. There you go. Any other comments on learning to love your limitations? I don't know. I, I think... What the kind of thing that I often think when I am being hard on myself is if somebody else told me they needed a break because of whatever it is that I need, feel like, oh, I can't yeah. do it. Would I be like, yes, of course you do. Right. Do you know what I mean? And so that kind of helps me sometimes when I realize, oh, I'm not very good at being kind to myself mm-hmm. and allowing myself the grace to need a break. But actually, if if Lindsay were to tell me this or Shannon or one of my, you know, one of my friends were to say, this is what happened. And man, I just need a break tonight. I'd be like, yeah, you do. Yeah. You know, so I sometimes uh, do that just to help myself mm-hmm. identify if, if I'm not good at identifying for myself yet. So let me leave you with this. A question for our listeners. Yeah. What is it that you could say no to this week so that you could say yes to having a better quality of life? Because you are more than your to-do list. There you go. Do you have a listener's question for me? No. Okay. But I have a listener's question for me. Oh. Do you want to read it out? Sure. I brought my glasses. Look at you. I know. Perfect. Right, this is a question from Grace. She sent it in. It's about finances and the teaching that I just did at Grace now. All right. So this is from Grace. Uh, I've been really wanting to steward my finances in a more biblical way. So thanks so much for your recent episodes on money and tithing. I am looking forward to learning more about the course you're launching. In the meantime, I have a couple of questions. If I own a business, would I tithe on the revenue, e.g. every item sold, or just on what I pay myself? Also, sorry if this is a dumb question, are the principles you're teaching the same as the prosperity gospel? Thanks again. So first off, there's no dumb questions. So you asked some great questions there, Grace. Thank you for sending that in. Uh, the finance course that you're talking about <laughs> would actually be a great example of uh, me recognizing my limitations. It was absolutely my intent to launch the finance course called More Than Enough By in now. January. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, in late December... My pastor Jeff came and just said, "Hey, I'd love you to teach. <laughs> I'd love you to teach four weeks of grace on money." And I was like, "I can do that." But in order to say yes to that, I had to say no to these things and and push them back. And again, it's just acknowledging limitations. But yeah. good news is that course is coming out. In fact, I I built something new for it this week, <gasps> so it should be coming out in the next couple of weeks. That's my goal to launch it there. If you want to be uh, made aware of when it's coming out, go to lnaj.com/more. Back to your questions, Grace. You asked two great ones. If you're a business owner, our recommendation is that you tithe when you pay yourself. So anytime you pay yourself a salary or you take money from the business that comes to you, tithe on that amount, not on anything else. That's straightforward. The second question you ask, it kind of depends. Like, 
I actually don't know what, quote-unquote, the prosperity gospel is. I think if you were to ask 50 people, you get 50 variations on the same thing. But what I've heard, like when I when I ask people who get, seem to get very uptight about the prosperity gospel, and I say, like, what is that? And it's like this whole notion that, you know, God wants you healthy and wealthy. I kind of chuckle because, you know, when you look at the life of Jesus, he went around healing all who were sick. So he fulfilled at least 50% of the Clearly prosperity he wants gospel. You healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then my other problem is like, wealth is a relative term. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be sly there, but the, the the thing that we get upset about is usually an internal arbitrary value that we've set. I tell this story before. I, I should tell on the, the course that I'm launching, and you've probably heard me share this, but I, many years ago, I had some members of my family stay with me, and we're driving to church one day, and we're in the car, and we pull up a, a set of lights, and on the way to church, there's a really beautiful subdivision, and the people in the car who are, who are with me, who are not from America, start tutting you know what tutting is <sighs> and i check on them like are you okay like i'm thinking is it too hot in the car do you need me to turn on the air conditioning and the, my family members are offended and upset by the size of the houses that they see outside the window right and i'm like so curious i want to investigate like why is it a personal slight to you and they said it's excessive nobody needs a house that big and i remember saying oh i actually know people who like have houses that big and they're like well not christians like not christians and i just thought it was the funniest thing ever because my family the family member who, who were with me they have a large house comparatively so i pointed this out i said if you had believers come say from india where maybe they have one family home with three generations living it, and they see your house they might have the same reaction like i can't believe you have one house just for your own family. And so wealth tends to become relative. I th- I think where I where I run into problems and I've I've preached about this at length is I believe absolutely that God wants us blessed. I think that's a very very biblical term. And I actually think every Christian believes that God wants to bless his children. The difficulty comes when we try and define what blessing is. Yes. And I think where we run into problems is that blessing and money can't be synonymous. And if we try and make blessing and money synonymous, then we've narrowed what blessing actually is, because there's so much more than money. For sure. Similarly, in the, in the culture I grew up in, if we try and make blessing solely mean spiritual blessings, like salvation and everything else— as amazing and as thorough a blessing as salvation is, we're actually limiting the biblical definition of blessing. Yeah. I say all that to say that when the Lord was teaching me the things that I've been sharing, I'll admit I was very, very fearful that I was going to end up a prosperity teacher. Even I didn't know what I meant by that. Right. It was just that the Lord was leading me into areas of my own discomfort. And that discomfort was more about lack than a theological concept. That makes sense? The Lord was leading me out of lack, and lack had been my comfort that I became uncomfortable. But what I've since learned is I am very, very comfortable in moving out of my comfort zone if it's the Lord who's leading me. Yeah. And I encourage all of us to do the same thing. Okay. Allow the Lord to lead you wherever he wants to go, and you're going to be misunderstood by other believers, and that's going to be okay. Good. AJ Jones, tell of fine people where they can get show notes for this week's episode. If you'd like the show notes, you can go to alanandaj.com slash 
273. If people would like to become a member and see the haircut. Oh, by the way, big update since last episode. <laughs> you cut my hair. I cut your hair. This mohawk looks amazing. Such a fantastic mohawk. If you would like to watch video episodes of the podcast, if you would like to get discounts on all of our products, if you'd like to get priority Q&A, if you'd like access to us in a closed forum, you can become a member from as little as $1 an episode. You're only ever charged when episodes are published and to do so, you go to alanandaj.com slash join. All right. Thanks so much for being with us. We are praying that you have an amazing week where you learn to love your limitations, and we hope to be with you next week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games, paleo donuts and the kindness of God, the things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me. Oh, yeah. Keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses, sharing their life experiences. Keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses. They talk about faith in God and everything under the sun. If you are a human being, there's something here for everyone. 